Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me this week. I am so happy to be back, but um, let's go ahead and get started with our morning prayer. We come together in agreement, Father God, and we thank you so much for waking us up this morning. Not everyone was fortunate this morning, and we just want to take this opportunity to thank you for giving us another day and another chance to glorify your name and to do your will and your work. And we come in agreement to lift your name and just be thankful and grateful and appreciative for everything that you have done, continue to do, and will do in the future. So we thank you, Father God, and thank you for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone, I've missed you so much. Thank you so much for being patient. I had a wonderful experience. I was in Phoenix um, last week for clinical skills for my master's degree. And I tell you what, Phoenix is beautiful. And I'm so glad I was able to go during this time, the beginning of spring, where it wasn't hot at all. It was just amazing, amazing. It's such a clean and beautiful um, city and I just really enjoyed myself. The main thing that I walked away with, um, not just getting that experience and learning new tools that I can take back into the new field once I graduate, but mostly is meeting so many people from different walks of lives that um, are on the same journey as I am that will go out and make an amazing um, difference in society um, once we are done. But what really touched my heart is learning that there's possibilities, or shall I say being reminded of the possibilities, different people. You know, here sometimes we struggle in certain relationships, whether it's friendships and things of that nature, time and season can shift things. But it just brings everything in perspective and it definitely brought a lot in perspective for me in regarding in regards to knowing that sometimes friendships or relationships they will end and they will go through shifts but if you are investing your time and your heart in certain people do not get caught up in the heartache when it's not received back move on let it go if they express one word, one gesture, or anything that signifies that you are not important to them, move on. Because there is a world of so many people that you will learn from and that you can enjoy. And again, whether it's just for a moment, whether it's just for a, a season, whether it's just for a small experience such as the one I had, it just brings it back and it helps you understand that you need positivity in your life completely. Self-care is so important and part of that self-care is having those in your corner that are consistent with their support, with their love, with their moods. Because we always have moods. We, always, we might wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but at the same time that should not dictate how you treat the ones that are closest to you, even strangers. Because it's amazing how you can go out into this world and you can be more welcoming to strangers or strangers can become more welcoming to you than you are to someone that's closest to you. Whenever you're going through things or in the midst of depression or in the midst of 
um, tragedy and things of that nature, we like to push those um, that are closest away when we should be inviting them more in. We should be more transparent. And when you cannot, or whenever you come across those that have experienced these changes and these shifts in their lives and they choose to shift in your friendship or your relationship because they can't handle certain things around them, then it's time for you to go because your self-care again is so important. And I just wanted to share that experience and it was so amazing. My mom was able to attend with me and it was her first time flying. Um, I suffer bad from motion sickness and chronic nausea and I was doing so great and I did so well on the way to Phoenix because we actually had two layovers, one layover going and one layover coming back and um, I did so well going but my body just uh, caught up with me on the way back so I had a little trouble on the plane but um the two passengers that were next to me they were so amazing and so comforting and it was just um all around a great great experience and um I'm just really excited and pumped up and the first time I did my skills lab during the beginning of my journey um and my master's program it was a lot closer and it was in Houston. But again, I came back refreshed and reminded why I am on this journey and why God is shifting me in the direction in which I am going. And sometimes we need those reminders. And this was a great, great experience. And initially, I was like, this is not great timing. This is so much going on. Leap testing is coming around the corner for my students. I have so much on my plate, but I had to remember my time is not perfect God's time is perfect and he gave me exactly what I needed that insight and that perspective and that boost and that reminder that I am on the right track as long as he order my steps and I continue to follow everything will fall into place shout out to um my cousin-in-law Crystal for being such a great trooper she was supposed to attend the trip but something ended up happening but she was able to um just aid me in um certain things as when I got out there so I love you and thank you so much shout out to my husband he did an amazing job holding down the fort while I was gone I'm so proud of him when I got back home late after traveling all day on Sunday we started at around 10 a.m um, when we boarded our flight and we did not get back home until roughly after nine that was all day of traveling and delays and layovers when I tell you I got home and um, my daughter's lunch was ordered for school, her school uniforms were washed, the house was clean, dinner was cooked, and it was just amazing. So shout out to my support team while I was out. Thank y'all so much. Um, again, my mom, her first time flying, she was such a trooper, and I'm so excited that we were able to experience and have that um, time together. We had a great time, and she was able to catch up with one of her good friends that have moved to Phoenix, and it was just amazing. So anyway, I want to move on to today's uh, topic. Like I kept saying, I kept um, promoting the new series that I will be discussing. And it's about um, it's going to be about five weeks after uh, this week uh, long. It's about 
my well it's basically dissecting my upcoming one of my upcoming books is chivalry dead accepting the fact that we are just different to rid the ignorance that we should be the same and it's dissected into five major chapters with different um, subtitles in between and so I'm going to try to have different guests on the show throughout this series and before I even get into it I want to do an introduction um, a relationship blog reading that I did to um, just set the tone of the entire series because even though we are going to be talking about shivering um, it had it plays into relationships and um, your physical relationship your marriage and things of that nature so again um, I'm going to go ahead and read this blog that I had wrote, and it was titled, um, uh, let's see, let me get that out. It was titled, The Little Things, and I basically broke down um, like maybe five or six main things that I personally, and these are opinions um, and perspective, five little things that I felt would create a healthy relationship, okay? So what creates a healthy relationship? Communication, number one. Don't have your spouse feeling left out. Your spouse should not hear about news or your plans at the same time you are randomly sharing them with someone else. Make them feel important. Make them feel like you are excited to tell them about incoming news, small news, possible plans, etc. You can even use this as a tool to enhance your laughter and your love. Wait until you get home and discuss your plans, your highs and lows of your day, and even what you dreamed about. Use anything to make the lines of communication stronger. Who's coming over for dinner or who is planning to come visit may be small to you, but your home is for the two of you. Allow the communication to extend process time and planning for your spouse. Telling your spouse what you are doing is not the same as discussing with your spouse what you plan to do or would like to do. You'll be surprised, especially the men, at the simple okay or that's cool you'll get if you discuss your plans to hang with the fellas versus telling her you will be hanging with the fellas. Trust me, you just made her feel valued and now she can think of a good way to spend her free time too. Using the simple things will help with discussions of the big things. Next, share your children together. I know... It isn't how it sounds. Your children are not a two-for-one meal combo, but they are a two-for-one. The two of you share together in that one parenthood. Always include your spouse in any discussions that involve the kids. This is really big for blended families as well. Sometimes blending families are easy to adjust into and sometimes it may take a while. But don't isolate your partner from discussion about the kids you may have with their mother or their father. Allow your spouse to be a part and feel a part of their lives as well. You can validate their opinions and show you trust their interests of the children and trust their interests of the children will be in the best way possible. And let the children know 
and the children's mother or father know that you and your spouse or mate makes decisions as a team and it will always lead to what is best for the kids. You would be surprised as to how your initi- initiation in making your, fi- your spouse feel important in your children's care will prompt more initiative from that spouse. Even for families who are not blended, make sure you and your spouse talk about everything that is going on with your children. Don't isolate or take the power of parenting away from your spouse or mate. Don't ever disagree in front of the children. Allowing your kids to see a tug of war between you two is teaching them ineffective communication and unintentionally showing the distrust you have with your spouse's parenting skills. Your spouse may have a clearer perspective on a topic and that agreement should be discussed away from the children. Children can use this as a way to get what they want. Trust me, they are smart. So togetherness is key. It takes a village. TLC, you may not be the most affectionate person in the world, and that's okay. You don't have to be in order to shower your spouse with a little TLC. Find the little things that speaks volumes. It may be a kiss before heading off to work, one when you return, a brush on the shoulder as you pass by. Try having a GIF conversation through text to send midday giggles. When you get yourself a snack, think of your spouse's favorite snack and just grab that extra one. Or simply find a daily or weekly TLC routine that you and your spouse or mate can look forward to that is consistent in a world that is inconsistent. Morning text midweek walk in the park on ball, dinner night, once a month flowers, or whatever works for you and your spouse. Come up with a corny handshake or a team name. Teamwork makes the dream work. Four, help each other out. This is exactly what it sounds like. Just help each other out. If you know your your spouse may have a bigger load this week, I said bigger, not disregarding that yours isn't big just take the initiative to wash a load of clothes place the dishes in the dishwasher cook dinner or fix the children's dinner fix the lunch for the next day take the trash out ladies maybe iron his tie uniform or work shirt delegate some chores to the to the kids like washing the dog or folding clothes or brew coffee if you see your spouse is having a long night of work projects pick up behind yourself Don't think your spouse is there to be your maid. It's called a mate, not maid. If you two have children, then they are the only ones that may require a little maid efforts. And then you should be teaching your children self-care and being self-sufficient through the process. It's inconsiderate to expect your spouse, man or woman, to take on the load of your laziness and sloppiness, the children's work, and not to mention they are taking care of themselves in the process. Now, it's okay if you both pick up behind each other or one another. You are executing teamwork, but it's not okay to be a slob on purpose. It's tiring, and it can build resentment or burn your spouse out. And you are not being a great example of responsibility to the children. Also, be open about financial responsibilities. Don't expect your spouse to take on everything financially unless this has been agreed upon and your family can afford it. Don't be afraid to talk about this. And sometimes things happen. One spouse may lose a job. Have open discussions and a plan for both of you. 
open an account together just for household bills. Have both of you put a certain amount and pay household bills from this account only. Just examples. Even being married or together, there are still individual debts and bills. So don't take for granted that just because your spouse can pay it all does not mean it's without sacrificing or struggling. So show appreciation. There should never be one person struggling with the burden of financial responsibility in a relationship while the other is dodging the efforts of inputting into the household and building up their individual account. If you both have to cut back on certain things, then you both should cut back, not just one person. You are a team now. Progression is beautiful when you bring along others, especially your spouse. Trust. Trusting your spouse is not the same at tr- the same as trusting in your spouse. You should first place your trust in God because he is the only perfect one. Placing your trust in your spouse is setting you up for disappointment and unrealistic expectations. Allow God to lead you to trust your spouse. Trust that your spouse will make solid decisions behind your back. Trust that your spouse is a wise individual and will always represent you when they are alone. Trust that your spouse is not hiding things from you or being untruthful with your life, with their life. Trust that your spouse believe enough in you. You can help with this also by making sure you express to your spouse daily that you have confidence that they are smart enough, kind enough, loving enough, etc. to do all these things and avoid being so negative or thinking negative towards your spouse. Definitely don't doubt your spouse. Trust that your spouse is the spouse for you. When trusting becomes a slight issue, rebuild that trust with assurance in your own trust in God. Seek counsel when needed. Trust that other ministries or professionals may help you find skills to build that trust. It is so important. And lastly, pray together. The last but most important one of all. A praying family is a loving family. Pray for each other daily. Pray together when you disagree. Pray for and seek forgiveness when you have hurt or offended one another. Praying is the most important little thing that has the magnitude to produce the biggest things and biggest effects prayer changes you it changes your spouse it changes perspective it changes behavior and it changes all things when your spouse is weak be strong and vice versa the most amazing thing a friend once told me is a sure thing to long-lasting marriage is never falling out of love at the same time it's sort of like your relationship with god everlasting When you are out of touch with him, God is doing all he can to get your attention and continues to hold on to you so tightly and intensely because he knows you are weak. And when you are feeling powerful and hungry for him, it may seem like God is not hearing you right away or listening, but don't be fooled. He is not man, so his love is never wavered. He just knows you are stronger now, and at this point, he has loosened his grip some. Look at your spouse and don't pray for a change in them. Pray for a change in you so that you may be stronger and more tolerant when they are weak and less tolerant. Pray, pray, pray. So remember, teamwork makes the dream work. Stay blessed and be willing to walk hand in hand, side by side with hearts in mind. Not everyone will make adjustments quickly. Take baby steps and then walk until you sprint. I am not an expert. I have my own struggles in my relationship, my marriage. My spouse would definitely agree, (laughs) but I'm trying. 
I'm learning how to listen to the hurtful truth in order to be set free from it, in order to become the best wife I know how to be. I'm learning as I write this blog that mostly everything I have been blessed to relay from the Holy Spirit was probably a message for me to take heed to. But I do know that faith without works is dead, and I need to get on this journey to building a healthy relationship and marriage with my own spouse. I challenge you to get on that journey. And if you have a healthy relationship, please become a blessing to other couples. So that was my blog. And again, I wanted to share that one because I wanted to set the tone for the breakdown of the Shivery series and how we're going to be talking about um, just different areas of the difference between men and women and the relationships and the perspective of the relationships that um, we have as men and women and how we can cope together and become better for one another. Um, Next up, of course, um, I have the poem, the poetry segment. And this one again is called Grammatical. Well, it comes from the Conversation of Hope, my first volume of poetry that was published. And it's called Grammatical Era. The quote that I have prior to that says, ask yourself, will you, will you run when it gets cloudy or wait for the rainbow? Both are part of God's creation. So stay and dance in the rain with the person that does not mind getting wet with you. And remember that laughter is a choice. Fighting is an option, but dedication is a must. So Grammatical Era. You missed the preposition in my proposition because you were so busy paying attention to a transition that surely wasn't benefiting you and me. So now I'm off and no longer turned on, see? That comma that had you stalling and yielding made you forget to dot your I's and cross your T's and our simple sentence turned into a complexity of words that made us both confused and incomplete. You pointed out the U's where you were supposed to be pointing out I's. Us were never in the equation, but we're not here to get into Mac 2's. But since we are on the subject, everyone knows that 1 plus 1 equals 2. But back to the subject at hand, which in this sentence apparently wasn't the word us. Let's not forget the missing action verb, which was trust. Not just trust in me or trust in you, but trust in the main thing that makes a compound sentence complete and true, the conjunction, which was God. And we also forgot about the subordinating conjunction. And you say it's all because. No, it's that we were trying so hard to live independently that we forgot about our dependent clause. We can always say we tried. Tried what? Because you see, the thing that makes a flawless compound statement is called work. It needs the craftsmanship of a hand, the creativity of a mind, a capital letter at the beginning, a period at the end, and don't question why. It needs subjects and verbs, so when it's spoken, it's not just understood, it's heard. This run-on sentence needs to be edited. It needs to be rewritten from past back to present and future tense. We were not designed to doubt our marriage with a question mark because we were brought together to make a statement. Point blank, period. So let's remember these vows we made with God before we walk. And before we make this grammatical error, let's piece this compound sentence back together. 
So I'm snapping and I'm snapping. And this poem was actually dedicated to all the relationships and marriages. It was during a time when um, we saw the devil work to destroy families and relationships and marriages. And so I dedicated this poem to all those thriving relationships, even those relationships and marriages that may be hanging on by a thread, but that thread should always be the the hem of his garment. And don't ever forget that. And just try to go back to the beginning of why you fell in love and was it the right choice? Did you marry and did you, are you in this relationship and this commitment for the right reason? Okay, so that was my poem, and I thank you, thank you so very much. I hope you really enjoyed it and it blessed you. Um, Next up, I would like to do my book recommendation before I close, and that one is The Five Love Languages, okay? The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate, and this is by Gary Chapman, and basically it outlines the five ways to express and experience love um, that he calls the love languages. I have this book, is marked up, I refer back to it all the time. Again, marriage takes work, and you have to be open and willing to make adjustments and just find seek counsel and do things that you're supposed to do in regards to making it work and putting in that work and that commitment and whatever that takes so I read books I um watch videos I use all kind of tools for my personal growth because I have to grow personally in order to be able to give to someone else. So that's so important. That's the first and foremost thing that you should always remember. But I hope this um, book um, finds its way somewhere on your shelf if you are in a marriage or a relationship or um, a committed um, relationship. Even with friendships, it's so important for you to understand that dialogue and that communication. Okay? So... Again, I am just pumped up. I'm so happy you guys came and you were so patient while I took that little small professional sabbatical those two weeks to uh, focus on um, part of my master's program journey. And again, welcome back. So I will end with um, just directing you to the website again. You can go to um, writing dove words for the soul and that is writing dove words the number four the letter d soul.weebly.weebly.com go in there look through browse send me um any comments anything that you want to express things that you would like to hear things that you would like to um are people you would like to shout out or just tell me how I'm doing. Um, thank you all for um, your constant um, or your consistent support. I really appreciate it. And again, I do it because I love, I love making sure that I am, and actually I'm learning. And every time I do this show or I do a blog, I walk away with my own personal experience and my own personal growth. And it's all because of you. So thank you so, so very much again.
tune in next week. Again, I'm going to be starting the Is Shivery Dead series, and I'm so excited about that. So I hope you are too. Also at the end, if you do listen on Anchor, um, you will notice that there's a short uh, musical selection that I tend to ad that's only heard an anchor because of basically copyright issues but um i do uh provide some type of small musical selection at the end of my podcast show again it's only heard an anchor but it's no big deal if you are listening on any other platform because i just want you to hear so continue to uh subscribe and hit me up and your support so thank you Remember, I need you, you need me, we need each other. Stay blessed, have a beautiful, beautiful week, and enjoy this amazing springtime weather. And we'll be in touch, and I will be so excited to uh, connect with you all next week. Ciao, be blessed.